Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back, Gloria Julia Show, my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Actually, I'm the only person here who was old enough to who could have attended Woodstock. Yeah, well, you would have been what a ten? Sure. Like yeah, let's go with that. Okay, let's go with let's that. Go with that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know anyone who ever went? I do know one person, one of what my friends. What year was yeah. 69. 69. Yeah. We were living in Japan anyway. I think my aunt and uncle Claudia did they went. Go? Really? I think they did. They went oh. to Viet- they went to Washington to protest the Vietnam War and then they went to Woodstock if I'm remembering cool. it. What a- Correctly, what a totally appropriate thing for them teenagers. That's that's why yes. they weren't teenagers. No, they were early twenties. They're considered baby boomers, the along boomers. with me, which is why oh, I can't oh go along Here with that. Go. Jen Here Jones. Go. Here we go Here again. Jen Jones, and they do it. They make these generations too big. People twenty five years apart can't possibly have the same set of experiences. So fifty nine to sixty nine is Jen Jonesers, or fifty eight to sixty eight. You're Jones in between Gen X and Baby Boomer. Because this is... My, my aunt and uncle are 15 years older than I am. And we had completely, completely different experiences. Different childhood yeah, so and teenage and college years. Yeah. So, All right. anyway, there. I love to get that off my chest really, every, every three or four months. Baby, you can give us a Natalie... <laughs> and I just had one... A Natalie update. No, I just had one with a uh, guy who's like 36. And he gets called... He's caught between... Um, Gen X Z's or whatever. Yeah, now. whatever the millennial. Why? What is it, Holly? I have, I have their names. Is, well, you're in between Generation X and a millennial, and it's called a Xenial. That's Xenial. like the in between. It's thing. he like the Gen Jonesers. I said they should just have the every ten the ten year gaps between these two big things always just be called that. Your Jones in between the yeah. two, and then we can bring back a good '60s word like Jonesin. I love Jones. I'm jonesing for a drink. Yeah. And I'm jonesing I'm gonna, for a this. And I'm going to bring back Keep On Trucking. Okay, do it, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> so 73. I'm going to bring it. Yeah. Groovy. 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 That's like, 60s. Groovy. All right, so you don't, don't want to give us, you don't want to get on a Natalie Wood soapbox? Because no. who else believed you on that? That woman we had on last week from that podcast. Yeah. You She's must remember this. She's as obsessed with her as you are. Because it is, besides the Black Dahlia murder, the great unsolved murder of Hollywood. Hollywood. Because what happened to Natalie Woods that night was no, not, she didn't, everyone was too she didn't get scared and decide to take the little, the little, uh, what do you call that little boat? The cutty or whatever, uh, 
she never even drove that thing. She would no more pull the motor thing than I would in the middle of the night. I mean, it's just clearly, you know, Natalie Wood would not be yanking on a motors, uh, whatever you call that thing. It's a pull motor. Yeah, the yeah, pull yeah. motor. Mor- when oh you're when you gosh. can't when you can't motor. swim and you're afraid of dark water. Yeah. yeah. So you don't think she could have fallen in? No, I do not. Okay. I think she was pushed in. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. And, yep. Pushed mm-hmm. in. By, by mm-hmm. R.W.? Yep. Okay, Okay. do you want to hear Post Malone's new song? I do. So he dropped a, he promised his fans that there would be something new under the tree before the year's end. The name of the song is called Wow. Hopefully, Donnie, you've cleaned it up. I listened three times and I made three cuts. Okay, there we go. Here we go. Says she tied a little money, need a big boy. Pull up 20 inch blades like I'm Lil Choi. Now it's everybody can need a decoy. Shorty mixing up the vodka with the leak coy. You will probably be performing this in Brooklyn on Dick Clark's New York Rockin' Eve. Oh, yeah, you know, and when I was looking you know for tickets. You must be so like P. Green with Envy of Post Malone. Kanye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kanye, because this is kind of mm-hmm. like the kind of stuff that, I mean, Kanye used to be more. Prolific and indifferent and, and, and with she, what, what the kids want to have right now. What and the kids want to have. Now he's got to step aside for Post Malone. Make way for beer bongs and Bentleys, people. I love Post Malone. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I love him. Anyway, so that's the new single called Wow. I saw it today because I was looking at new music. Yeah. It's good, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, loved the pictures that Miley Cyrus was posting. You know, Mark Ronson, who wrote her new song, Heart Shaped, like yes. whatever it's called. He was at the wedding and they were dancing to Uptown Funk and just looking so cute. But they were going to originally get married in Malibu. Before their house burned down, down in the big in the fire. fire. Yeah. Everyone was going to be there, but they've been living in Tennessee since the fire. Yeah. They had planned to get married in Malibu over the holidays when all the families were together after the Malibu house didn't make the fire. Everyone was living there. She was heartbroken about it. And it really is heartbreaking heartbreaking to lose your place in a fire. Think of all the stuff that you can never get replaced. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, and, you know, we love that song, her song, Malibu. Mm -hmm. Such a love song. She's got some cute things on her Instagram thing today with her dad and her mom and the flowers are just stunning. Everyone was there. Yeah. Really stunning. So you can pull off a low-key, quiet, family-only wedding and be famous. Well, she's pulled off. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And some people don't want to have that. Yeah. Some other people like, you know who I think is having a bad week? Who? Or just the the WW, uh, you know, fallout for Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. There's pictures of her with her uh, husband, Johnny Fatori, or whatever his name, Faduki or Shinuki. I don't know his Harry name. Harry Fukunaga. <laughs> yeah, uh, so close. Very ball Walking with yeah. the new baby, and she already looked like she lost all of her weight. And yeah. I'm thinking, she- WW has to be rethinking, Weight Watchers has yeah. to be rethinking having her endorse their brand. They should have rethought that the first time her name was bounced out at the meeting where yes. everybody said, let's throw out people's mm-hmm. names. And the minute Kate Hudson, anybody... Let's pick someone who's been skinny all, all their, their life. life. 
who's Has never an had a, I I mean, it just was like such a ridiculous um, person to pick. It really was. You know, mm-hmm. it really wasn't a good one. Okay, Madonna is not accepting defeat just yet. A judge sided with the co-op board in New York City that the three-year ma- a battle between Madonna and her building, which is basically the co-op, you know, and I and we're reading this great book right now, The yes, Dakota Wars. It's so good. It's such a great novel. But one of the things that we know is totally true in New York from just... I don't know, years of having friends that have lived there and knowing, reading for books and movies is that co-op boards, I mean, I even feel like going back to Rosemary's Baby, the co-op had to approve, Well, that remember? was filmed at the Dakota. Well, the exterior, only exterior. the exterior. They didn't use the interior, but one of the storylines in Rosemary's Baby was how did they get into this much-coveted building um, and it was because this Faustian pact with the devil. So we know that these co-op boards are really serious, serious. And so somewhere in their bylaws in this building, they have a bylaw that says children cannot be home unattended for any period of time, like over whatever, maybe it's five days or whatever it might be with just help that one or two parents have to be there, probably because of parties well and that's what we had heard is that she would let different people stay in her new york flat and they would have loud music and Uh they'd be doing things so she's trying to appeal this case but i would go crazy because some of these rules like you can't have your children live at your home without you there that would drive me crazy well I know, but she's got six-year-olds yeah, and 13-year-olds. Well, but the 13-year-olds, I would expect to be able to leave my kids home alone, but not overnight. Yeah, no, they're saying it's for extended periods of time. I don't know why Madonna just doesn't get a new building. Because remember this what she already did only... to the front of the building when she blocked off the parking spot? She's Madonna. She's gobs of money. Get a new building. My Sell friend this who's one. here says she lives right by there. Yeah. She doesn't it's, like to lose. I guess not, but I to me, I feel like... Madonna, um, Madonna. Well, anyway, she says she, she doesn't want to have to be physically present. Well, well is the rules. when yeah. she's traveling with David's soccer schedule in Madrid... She's living in Lisbon. What does she even care what's happening in New York right now? You know she what I'm saying? She wants to let Lord okay. stay there. All right, here's one. Mick Jagger is curating a ballet set to the Rolling Stones... Different music. And, of course, remember, he had the baby with the ballerina. Mm -hmm. She did just two years ago. Yes. She was 28 or whatever. Melanie, his his, his baby mama. That's right. Uh Um, The the son is two. She's taking a leave of absence. And uh, she's focusing on choreographing her first ballet. um, Set to? Rolling Stones music. Mm -hmm. Rolling Stones music. To me, the Hollywood speak on that is she's no longer available to dance because she's aged out. She has. She's 31. That's right. Yep. And so now the glamorous ballerina needs to take up choreography. That's fine. That's yep. fine. The natural progression. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and Mick Jagger is, loves hanging out with her and his two-year-old son. I bet. I bet. <laughs> he's right. 75. She's 31. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? He still looks good in a mesh shirt. And oh. so for that, God bless him. For that... Raise your glass, Laura. Yeah, I know it. I'm so... Uh, okay, here's one. Okay, Donnie Hathaway, Dan Warwick, and George Clinton, I think, um, are going to... I 
I think we knew this, but we never talked about it. They're mm-hmm. going to get Lifetime Achievement Awards at the Grammys. I love this. So, I, George Clinton. Funkadelic. Funkadelic. Um, so, uh, there's Friendly, gonna, fabulous fr- Diane Warwick. Oh, she's so the friendly. Oh, I, we loved her voice, but God, she was a mean lady she in person. She was so mean in studio. And Maybe we should revisit her well, coming up from Twin Cities Live. With a baseball cap on. She had a baseball cap, cap on Ooh. that was... But dazzled mm-hmm. in, a, in a blazer, and her nostrils jeans. were flaring. She hated flaring. Us. No, she, I don't think she had a good time down at Twin Cities Live either. No, I, they were just like in a permanent be... state of flare. And Julia, Julia was like, um, "What yeah. did you say to her?" You're like, "Oh, you're Whit- Whitney Houston's aunt." aunt. aunt. Yeah. And she just looks at me. I am not her aunt. I'm her cousin. I'm her cousin, yeah. and I wanted to say, and a bitch. <laughs> she was, and then from there, we didn't know what to do. No. No. We're so excited to meet you. We've loved you. I yeah. gave her, we gave her kudos. Well, Kelly Clarkson and her lovely thing to Reba last night, because she met Reba before she was her mother-in-law, and she yes. says, you know what they say about meeting your heroes? And then she's like, you know, Reba was everything and more. Because sometimes your heroes, if you meet them in person, they're disappointing. Right. As Dionne Warwick proved to be yes, with did. us. And she's proving to be um, with the IRS because she's uh, she, filed for bankruptcy five years ago. Um, and she blamed a business manager and she apparently owes seven mil woo! to the IRS. Yeah. And um, anyway, I, she's mean enough that she's, I feel like she's going to win this lawsuit against the IRS. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. she has been yeah. fighting, fighting it, it yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. Anyway, so hopefully no one will bring that up to Dion Warwick at the red carpet at the Grammys. But a double dog, no, triple dog dare to use a Christmas story theme. Someone to ask her that on the red carpet. Yeah. How's your eye? What's up with the IRS? Oh, Donnie, yeah. it would be so great. Oh, no, I think we it should. It would be so great. We asked Army ha- Hammer. I mean, we have gone there. We asked Army Hammer. He had just been busted with pot. Yes. Said, read about your little boss. Yes, and he stopped in touch. Yes, Josh we Dumel. talked about Josh Dumel. You've been drinking. Can, smell yeah. it. We can smell I the mean, tequila from here. Sometimes it they like, wonders. They like stepping into the elephant in the room yeah. instead of dancing around it. Yeah. Hey, Dion. Except we're not going to the Grammys. No. We That's won't be bad. able to step into that elephant, which yeah. is like such a great metaphor now, the way you've twisted Don't that. Don't you like made that? A whole new the thing. The elephant in the room, just step into it. That's right. Own it. Remember? Embrace the tail. Lean into the, the elephant. Right. Step or, into or the elephant. What the elephant leaves behind me. Yeah. Oh, Screw lean in. I'm with Michelle <laughs> Obama on that. Well, I'm not going to lean in. Lean in. Just step into the elephant. Okay, Okay. I'll embrace that one. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. That video ended. Hello, we are here with Holly the Dirt Alert. We are right. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Rocking and rolling, stepping in the elephant ring or whatever. <laughs> are we stepping into the elephant, leaning into the elephant? Yeah. What are we doing? We I don't think know we're stepping we're into the elephant we're in the room. In, we're, we're leaning out of the elephant ring and going all in on the dirt alert. Well, that is fantastic. Now, before we move on, and you guys were talking about your strategy on the red carpet when you're on the, at the SAG Awards uh, later in January. Yeah. I like the idea of just putting at, it out there. We have. Just own it. Own the question and ask them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ask Surely him, Michael the- Douglas. We saw those cuts from your plastic surgery facelift. I mean, how has it changed your life? Do you feel like you're getting more roles, roles? now that you look younger? Can we talk? Yeah. I mean, let's look at Michael Douglas, Robert Redford, Redford. for crying yes. out loud. What'd you do to the eyes? Well, remember, that's why we got so mad at uh, Megyn Kelly because yes. she was so sexist going on and on and clearly worst eye job ever. Jane Fonda has and great Jane Fonda has surgery. an admiral and she's been open about it. And then she, yeah, that yeah. that still makes my blood boil when I think mm-hmm. about it. That's we knew the show was doomed that day. Yeah. And that, or that maybe like the Will and Grace day. day. Well, yeah, those that were was the first, first week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, sure. what do you got for us? All right, let's move on to America's most admired man and woman of the year. This according to Gallup's annual poll. And uh, number one, the most admired man on in these United States would be former President Barack Obama. 19% of people Good. admire him. That's a lot. Is and, it, no isn't kidding. it several years in a row for him being the most admired in this Gallup? I feel like it was... I read like 10 or 11 years in a row. Yeah, that could probably be the the most admired man. Now, uh, Michelle Obama is the most admired woman, 15 percent. And Hillary Clinton had held the title of most admired woman for 17 consecutive years. Are you kidding me? Yes. So she's the one. That's what Russian trolls on Facebook and Twitter will do to your reputation. (laughs) (laughs) Just rounding out uh, the top five uh, for each uh, uh, gender. Donald Trump, number two on this list. George W. Bush, Pope Francis and then what, Bill what, Gates. What percent for Trump and J- the, give me two and three? Like what the percentage is? That's all, all right. I so we go nineteen percent, thirteen percent, two percent, two percent, one percent. Yes. Yeah. So it's evenly divided. Uh, number two on this list for the women: Oprah Winfrey, then Hillary Clinton, Melania Trump, and then QE two Queen Elizabeth the second. The most admired wow. woman in America. Yeah. Is a British. But monarch. a big difference yeah. between <laughs> even fifth. Like there, it's only like two or three percent. They don't get. No, they don't get it's a lot of votes. It's kind of overwhelming who the number ones are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. Most admired people in America. All right. Forrest Whitaker has filed for divorce from his wife, Keisha Nash, after 22 years of marriage. Now, usually traditionally this time of year, many celebrities choose to formally announce their separations and their divorce because nobody is paying attention except for us. Mm-hmm. And we are paying we attention. this week. That's, <laughs> ain't that the truth? So this uh-huh. is according to The Blast. They're saying that Forrest Whitaker filed divorce documents today in Los Angeles Superior Court. Now, Forrest Whitaker and Keisha Nash met on the set of the film Blown Away in 1994. That movie starred Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones. I recognized his wife from the photo that TMZ put up. We've seen mm-hmm. her We've seen her. Things. We've yeah. seen her. Yeah, and they have uh, two daughters together. Forrest Whitaker. How Reese, old? Uh, you know, I'm not sure how old. I mean, I, I imagine if they like did teenagers. the thing like they, oh, let's they wait both, till the kids graduate no, from had, high school. No, they had kids before. Each of them had their own chi- children before they got together, I believe. Yes, and then they have two children yes, together, together with themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Forrest Whitaker recently listed the family's Hollywood Hills home for $6 million. 
So they originally bought the home back in 2003. Yeah. All right. So reports are saying some gossip blogs saying that Wendy Williams is set to divorce her husband. Oh, yes. It's about time. Over an illegitimate child. Oh, Oh my gosh. Oh, well, he's, he's got that. had that woman he's had the affair with for 15 years or something. Or, uh, he's had, yeah, yeah. And Keep there was telling. a big. Keep okay. telling. Oh. Let, don't interrupt, Julia. Try and bite your tongue. I'm trying. Where's that duct tape? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, so Wendy Williams is reportedly divorcing her longtime husband, Kevin Hunter, after he allegedly impregnated his mistress. Now, a source is talking to the blog Love B. Scott that Kevin Hunter's mistress, she is the woman who lives down the street from their house and Word around the show, the Wendy Williams show, is that they're going to divorce sometime now that little Kevin has gone to college. So their child is off to college. Apparently, the mistress is now impregnated. And it seems that that may be the final straw for Wendy Williams. She's not talking about it to anybody. No. Can I tell you that... She's going to have some crow to eat because she's had um, quite... um, She's had a lot of fun gossip under the... Thing with like Tamar Braxton and Mary J. Blige about women who have their husbands be their managers. Yep. Yes. Oh, totally. Which and, I always thought was, that and, would be weird that she would be talking that way when her husband is, is her manager. manager. And, and to me, not a very good manager because Wendy Williams could be doing a lot more than what she's well, doing what, if she wanted. That's what I think Andy Cohen said, the reason why she doesn't get any further in her career, which, by the way, seems very successful to me. Um, is her husband is a Dinkus Moranis. Mm-hmm. Big time. No one likes him. Uh, yeah, well, that would seem to be have a seat of truth oh, in it. Oh, my gosh. This is because she does give everybody mm-hmm. shade on this. Yeah, good. Get rid of him, Wendy. You yeah. Yes. Him. yeah, exactly. He's up enough of your money. Then give him a lump bad. sum and have him just go and away. just eat your crow. Like, remember she did with the Kim and Kanye. She predicted they wouldn't even be married a year, and then they served her up, like, yeah. pretend crow on the show, and she ate it. It was great. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, according to Love B. Scott, uh, Wendy Williams is stressed out as a result of the impending yeah. divorce and apparently she's been cussing out Whoopi Goldberg behind the scenes That's without Whoopi here. being anywhere near. They're, so They're worried that she's self-medicating and doing more with opioids again. I mean, she used to be a heroin addict. Yeah, but that was so many years ago. I hope that's I hope, not true. I do hope that's not true. I'm just reading the speculation. Yeah, yeah this is just uh, some gossip, so we can't confirm anything. However, it's nice that Wendy Williams is on hiatus until January, so hopefully she'll get some time to rest, maybe work out some well, of her things she in her personal stuck, life. When that first came out in the Daily Mail last year, all the details, the house, the, the car, address, the yeah. address. The she, photos, the blurry she photos. denied, denied. Didn't she? No, she didn't really address it at all. She did She did not really address it at all. I think she did the never complain, never explain route. She didn't go all Julie Chen where... I'll stay by him till the end. That's right. He's my man. I mm. think she didn't say a thing about it is what I think. Yeah, uh, yeah Personally, I, yes. on the show. I watch that show every day. Well, and I think you're right because it seems to be one of those situations where Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter had an arrangement, a private arrangement, where as long as it wasn't being speculated about or talked about in the public eye, then everything was fine. Look, you go live your life, and if you were living with this woman, so be it. We have an arrangement. But yeah. now that it's made public... I'm being embarrassed, embarrassed, right? And there's a shame element in this, and I don't want to talk about it. So, we and shall I, see. well, she, according to people, is laughing it off. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we wish Wendy the best. Uh, this is something that's on social media and we're not going to play it on the air just because the audio quality is a little poor, but it's something that's very touching that Billy Lord uh, put up this afternoon paying tribute to her late mother, Carrie Fisher, on the second anniversary of her death. She played uh, a Jackson Brown song these days and uh, she was sitting at the piano that Eddie Fisher gave Carrie Fisher. And this was one of Carrie Fisher's favorite songs. And the Aww. song says we must keep moving on oh i can't believe that's been two years and that penny marshall her good friend that they die a year apart that's and then her mom two days later after Mm -hmm. carrie fisher oh my gosh 2016 yeah yeah Yeah. all right all right so that's why billy lord was trending i was wondering about that that is why thank you holly so much listen we come back we've got theories theories and more theories just tell them your theory lauren Here oh, we dear. go. If it wasn't scary enough today. Okay. Um, all right. So, you know, Julia, I know you are, you've always been very good about making sure your kids have good table manners, that they keep their elbows off the table, that they yeah. know how to use their cutlery. Well, there is a theory that we're um, bad parents. That what, how you position your knife and a fork on a plate can accidentally tell your friends that you hated the meal that they prepared for oh, them. Oh, interesting. Really? Okay. Because okay, so you've always been very, when we're done, we put the knife and the on the fork upside down. And in we put a V. It on this side. Yep. In a V. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, you put it in a V. So, that means that, you know, you're... You're, you're finny. You're, you're finny. You're I'm done. I'm in a V. Um, if you're taking a break from your food, you make the V, okay? Mm-hmm. Put the knife face on the fork, so that means you're not finished, okay? But if you put them both on the same side, you're That's done. right. That mm-hmm. means you're finished. I am finished. You can put the knife at the top. Resting is really what it should be. And then the thing is right there. But the theory that you did not like your meal, this is what you'll do. Besides food on the plate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. The old, there's still yeah. food on the plate. If you put the knife and the fork in the middle, that means you know, you're ready for the next course or whatever it might be. If you're at a restaurant, if you put the, uh, if you really want to show your hostess that you enjoyed the wonderful homemade meal, Julia's licking the plate. No, that is not it. Yeah. Yeah. You Can put I have more. You're you're placing the <laughs> fork and the knife horizontally across the plate, like this. The oh, knife and the fork, like that. Oh. That means you really loved it. Okay. I that never was knew a cross this. Sign. Yeah, not I never. Horizontally. I never knew this, but to say that I did not enjoy this meal, Ooh. the correct etiquette for indicating you didn't like the meal is to place your knife's blade through the fork tines in a V. Let me see it. Let me see the picture. Let me see the picture. Uh This is, I think this goes way back to the day when people had servants. Oh, and and you were telling the the cook, the chef, the cook, I don't ever want to eat this food again. But you don't want to embarrass anybody, so you just made the sign on your plate. Right. That's what it's from. Yes. Back in the days when we had, you know, when people had servants and waiting court, on them. multiple and, and, courses. Yes. And that was, that's probably how the queen that's would show her thinking, displeasure. That's what I'm thinking. would say, this is never coming. You put the knife blade through the tines of a fork and that Got means it. you do not like it. And of course, 
If you don't even know what the hell we're talking about, just remember, use your utensils from the outside and work your way in. That's correct. correct. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, I bet this theory came out with this. uh, um, And all your water glasses and everything is to the right. Your stemware, coffee cup, everything is on the right. Yes. And that your is, bread, little bread plate is on the left. Okay. All right, there you go. I have to Google that every time. It's always on the re- right, and I'm left-handed, so I always lift it up, then put it to the left. Yeah. Because I'm left-handed, I drink that way. Yeah. But it's funny. It's funny. always, your stuff is always on the right. Serve to the left and pick up from the right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then and you know that from waiting tables. Yeah. Or you do your best you can. You do the best you can, okay. I don't think anyone cares anymore, but I do care about matters. Yeah, I, I think people I do. do care about manners. Yeah. I, as I was looking at one of my nephews gobbling, uh, and I was just like, what are you going to do when you go on a date? And he goes, I don't have any money to take anybody on a date, so <laughs> I don't need to worry about my table manners. Right. I'm like, okay. The video game is not asking for yeah. dinner. I said, well, don't worry, you'll be able to Google it. Very nice. Okay, so the theory is, right, that, you know, People love texting because they don't have to talk to people, right? That's the theory. The theory. The theory behind it is, oh, it makes life so much more convenient. Well, I disagree. Yes. A study has been done at George Washington University that digital socializing is not a substitute for real human health and that people need to put down their phone and speak to their friends because texting your friends is worse for your mental health than just being alone. Wait wow. a minute. Say that again and Donnie yeah. play it like oh, wow. This is like what? Because okay, so this psychologist at George Washington University warns that um he's conducted a study showing online chats, you know, like just talking with people or just texting people. They did all this uh, you know, he did this study. He's been studying it for the last five years, and they have found consistent evidence that smartphones distract people from their family and friends right in front of them. 100%. And sharing a meal, spending time with kids, and in, in situations that call for limiting, quote-unquote, digital distraction. You're playing with the kids. You're actually at a meal. You're on a date. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but he he's just done this, d- did this study that as far as, right, because we spend so much time in the company of our digital gadgets with friends. Oh, yeah. And more with digital mm-hmm. gadgets than romantic partners. And um, it's going to be coming out. They've, he's got this report that's going to be published, but I totally, you know, believe it that he's just like, you know, his recent research is that the best way is the middle way is set the phone to deliver batches of text that you might have to do much like you would do like in a morning to-do list like sure. sometimes people would this is what i'm gonna get done this morning you would do it in your bullet journaling yeah but to kind of do it like that instead of spreading it out yeah. over the course of the day and um and that also um don't trust, you know, Google and Apple. You know, they say they're going to help you manage all of our yeah, interruptions. Right. They're just going to figure out a way to digitize it, sell it. And I mean, that's what I think. No, of course. And um, the people in the study were generations of so-called, you know, what they call digital natives. Mm-hmm. That's actually what they're called. Kids who have Grow been up, grown up with it like their digital, whole life. Yep. 
Um, they've been using smartphones, tablets, and computers since basically they could hold one in their hand, even mm. if it was a fake phone, mm. you know, yep. that made little baby noises. Um, and the benefits even for them from good old face-to-face talking exceeded the well-being of all doing everything by text. And and I would just like to I, add, and I, furthermore... We're not surprised at this. I'm not surprised. I'm not... It, it is... You feel better and you feel more connected when you talk to somebody on the phone. I think we will look back and say this is the worst invention ever, Mm -hmm. texting. Because you can't tell how a person's mood is. You can't tell what's going on. It's so lazy. Yeah. And if you don't have an ability to have a conversation with someone, how can you be a... I know. I had this, this my one niece who I really wanted to talk to. I thought, well, for sure I'll talk to her because it's Christmas. Right. So you You called her? Yeah, and I get a text back, thanks so much for the slippers. I'm driving right now. And I wrote back, ha ha, I didn't buy you slippers. Call me, you little biatch. Right. Oh. You know, yeah. that's sent- what I next want to hear from you. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. I sent a note to someone who might be one of my sons and I said, call me and I get a text back, hey. And yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-uh, Yeah. Uh-uh. So, yeah, we're not surprised to find that people I'm feel so better. I'm so not surprised. At, at, so it fits within decades of other existing research. It's just that we didn't have all the digital socializing before. And everything in this digital world, it, it just... Like in the olden days, you would call and you would know if someone wasn't going to be home. Right. Oh, I'll call when they're not home. Right, and you then leave the a voice, message. If voicemails came voicemail. around, remember right. voicemail didn't come around until no. like the 80s. You know, it, oh my in gosh. the 70s and other learning? eras, people were, you know, you'd leave a message. Yes. So anyway... That is, uh, yeah, just so if you have somebody, it's it's texting your friends is worse for your mental health than just being alone. That just blows And that me also away. they are including social media because sure. people talk to each other by Snapchat. direct message or Snapchat yeah. and this kind of thing. So anyway. Conversations. I just, I feel for people because I think it is an art. You yeah, know, to have it a, could agree. come back around. You know, I think it is. I think people are going to go retro, and I think at some point everyone's going to have a flip phone, yeah. carry paper again. I mean, what you and I are the daytimer thing. I think I see more people using daytimers again instead of their damn phones for their calendars because you realize you, you need paper and there's not a signal everywhere. You wouldn't know your life if you, you know. Yeah. I love seeing a calendar, you know. Yeah. All right, All right. Well, we sound old, probably. Okay, but, well, you know. I mean, you wonder how they're going to do when they get into the business world, and how they're going to do on an interview. And well, they're going like to do that. great they, because they, they don't know how to talk jobs. to a person, say face to face. Well, they already are because the generation that grew up on these things yeah, is already getting jobs. Yeah, the digital natives are out they're there working, out there, contributing mm. to Social Security. I hope. Uh, yeah. Digitally. <laughs> Digitally. Right. Digitally. Right. I hope so too. You know, okay. Uh, here's a. Has anyone wondered what makes chickens happy? I mean, has anyone ever wondered <laughs> about that? The chicken dance. Yeah. If chicken, what, what makes chicken, them happy? It's well, maybe the chicken song. They, they don't know because Canadian researchers, you have to love that it's coming from Canada, have launched a new study to measure the welfare of. Of chickens, I will get back to you <laughs> with that report because Isn't I know you've been dying more to know. Important? You, Julia, people want to know. You know, more and more people are owning chickens, right? And you think they want to know? People want to know what will make my chicken happy, and no one really knows. 
Exactly. Do the chicken dance. I say it's a big chase nice, them around. Nice big area. Have a warming house that they can sleep in at night. If you want to have fancy chicken happiness, hang a chicken chandelier from said <laughs> hen house. Oh, my friend has a chandelier in her hen house, and she word. claims it makes her chickens very really? happy. In the happiness is more what? eggs. Well, how do you? Is it the way it runs for food? How much time it spends preening? How can you tell how if the cow's happy? Exactly, Julia. Well, that's a whole other story. That's a story. whole other theory <laughs> well, story. I mean, I, you know how you can tell if a dog's happy wakes his tail. They wake their tail. See, we know. Listen, well, in their o- brain is bigger. I in mean, a, in Ontario, well, yes. California, as or Canada, right now they are putting sixteen different chicken breeds through a physical fitness and behavioral test to find out what makes a chicken happy. And I hope sometime in 2019... You can I, report back to me. That's right. For I all can't. of our chicken owners that are out there. Oh, there this is this is good. Because I wasn't sure if this was a theory or a study, and then when I got into it, I realized it was neither. We don't know yet. <laughs> okay. I mean, So you this know. was just a waste and of this, time. No, because, Julia, we've got... Uh, what's our chicken place right here in Minnesota? By St. Clair... Say, yeah, I that's mean, turkeys. Okay, but there's lots of tr- chicken. The chicken. Oh, breeder, is there the ch- turkey the that chicken, you want to tell us about? The chicken breeders would like to know how they can get better chickens. You know, make uh-huh. happier chicken breasts, okay. happier chicken eggs. I'm so you're so. It's a theory or study? We don't know. I call it neither. Okay. I call it neither. That one didn't qualify for anything. Uh, that mm-hmm. and how do we ever get our time back? I don't know. It's like. It's um, gone. It's like you a uh, half hour ago, that same situation. So now we're even <laughs> Are we for tied? the day. Are you getting we're back tied. at me? Yeah, I'm getting back at you. We'll be right back. Thank you. Next, let's get to our next story. This has been a crazy Thursday. Oh, my gosh. It's been more like a Tuesday we've been so productive. Uh, the holiday just messed everything it up. It really, really is. Um, anyway, the IRS is going after Aretha Franklin. They want more than just a little bit, Julia. Oh, well, no. she's owed him a lot of money I for know. a long There's time. There's been a fight. Um, but our favorite headline today, it was a tie. Okay. Inside Justin Bieber's successful pivot to the hotel slipper industry. <laughs> Wasn't he always meant to sell hotel yeah. slippers? Oh, yes. Uh, this is from uh, Jezebel. Uh, earlier this week, Bieber debuted a line of hotel slippers. And they were so popular, they sold out. And, of course, this just makes perfect sense because remember when we saw him in New York this fall when he was going everywhere in his socks and his yes. hotel slippers, yes. walking around the nice grimy streets of New York with just a, nothing but a light little yeah. protection mm-hmm. from, you know... The germs, the, yeah. the germs in the street, as it were. But yeah. they were only four ninety nine. It was plush, lightweight coral fleece for crying out loud. Ooh. Comfortable padding, foam soles. Grandmothers everywhere wanted a pair. <laughs> I remember bucks. when it's we great. went on spring break with the kids, and the hotel we stayed in had the oh, the, the, the plush slippers. slippers. Yeah. They would wear them everywhere. everywhere. I know it. I know it. it's a kid everywhere. thing. It's a kid thing totally, and Justin Bieber's a kid. Yeah, well, he is 24. Yeah. I did see his uh, wife. She's going to be on Drop the Mic. Yes. I, I saw a thing for that, and I'm like, geez, that woman looks familiar. And then at the end of it, they're like hosted by Haley oh. Ball- Baldwin. Or Bieber. Bieber. Oh, said Bieber. Right. Well, yeah, well, I would, I would if yeah. I married Bieber, I would change my but name. Was that show on before it dropped the mic, or is this a ripoff of... Um, 
you know, so the, you lip sync, dance? the lip sync yeah. battle with Chrissy T. Here's how much I don't care. No, it's been on before. It has. Yes. Okay, so it's just a reboot kind yeah. of a thing. All right, and then, yeah, I did the Carrie Fisher playing tribute uh, to yes. both her mom and her grandmother. Oh. It's on Instagram. Well, so other big breaking she misses, news. She misses. Well, how them would both. you not to lose them both at the same time because they were so much a part of her life? Well, yeah, and, so, and she says in her Instagram story, I decided to do something a little vulnerable for me, but something we both love to do together. Um, sing and so the song she's singing is one of her mom's favorite song and the piano is from her dad and anyway it's just kind of kind of sweet because the message of you know keep on moving yeah you know and i i did and you know how much she can drive me nuts sometimes but i have to say i had to megan mccain got yelled at on Christmas Day for wishing her father Merry Christmas and that she missed him. And the trolls decided to lecture, yell at her about her grief and saying, you can't wish someone a Merry Christmas who's passed away. Oh, please. Oh, just go away, you people. I know it. Isn't that something? <laughs> now, this but, is this uh, is where the social media will make you feel depressed. Yeah. Yes, of course. Because but you, she you say fired, evil things. She clapped she clap right back. back at him and she just said i'm going to be out loud about what it's like to suffer um through grief grief because it is something that people keep quiet about Mm -hmm. grief it's like the last great american thing we keep quiet about is grief it used to be money but now people are they feel better about bragging about that but you know (laughs) not not about i mean it really is kind of something that um i feel there's a lot of um Whatever it is, if you're, there's so many reasons. First of all, just I think because it's death. Yeah. And none of us are going to escape it. And so right there, we're just like, eek. Yeah. So I, I was kind of like, good, you know, good for you, Megan McCain. But I personally was like, you know, um, yeah, maybe stay off social media sometimes for that exact reason oh i know but you know but you get to everyone has their right to do whatever they want people it's it's i think the anonymity that social media has allowed people has taken a swipe at the civil civility yes yeah thank you Mm -hmm. of our nation they did something on um, cbs good morning and it might have been sometime earlier in the month where they talked about since there's a correlation since high schools have dropped civil civics classes and how people treat other people Hmm. and how to be a citizen. I mean, you know, your civics class was how to be a citizen, what your role is in this, in this nation, you know, and that's really important stuff and it's not taught anymore. Yeah. Did they drop that when they dropped driver's ed from high school or is that that later? It was right after three of the hottest driver's ed. People can't believe it. They didn't have driver's ed when I was in high school. You see just that four year difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had Mm -hmm. civics, but we had like three hot and they, and when I say hot, they were all like in their probably late twenties. Yes. You know, and they but, were all wearing corduroy jackets with the mustache. elbow pads and the mustaches. Yeah. They didn't wear all. Oh yeah, they yeah. did, and the wide bell-bottom jeans <laughs> that the keep on. I could hardly belts. focus on You're the car so crashes cute. they were showing us because I couldn't wait to get up the hill. Does that yeah. mean it was free? Because we had yes. to pay to take it. Oh, we, it was, it was a, class. a good time. Oh, it was a class at Duluth East. We paid we like paid. an hour class once a week. Wow. 
I got ripped off. Yeah, and then at the end, you had to go take your own driver's license oh, and man. stuff. But you could, le- you know, you would leave, and it was so much fun. You're like, oh, I got driver's ed this semester because it was like having such an easy class. That would be nice. I mean, you know, you had to watch the car. Accounting. Car. Remember when we took accounting mm-hmm. and typing? Good old typing. Oh gosh. I was really good. I like typing. Yeah, people were Mr. Sunville. People were really worked up about the Queen's Gold Piano. Still, get over it. (laughs) That one. I'll tell you why. Because the the Britain. The British people are nervous about Brexit. Well, so I know, just but they voted. The they voted for it. Well, I know, but again, you know, some people just don't know what Buyers, they're doing when they're voting. Remorse. Voters' remorse. It happens. It is yeah. a thing. It is a real thing. It's a theory. So, it's a thing. So that's why I think they got worked up about the gilded golden room and the gold piano because she was telling them to keep calm and Brexit on and they just were like, they're nervous. I totally get it. Yeah. Keep calm and breakfast. Breakfast. Uh-huh. You know, Aquaman is going to hit a billion worldwide. Yeah. That movie. I kind of timing. Do you want to see it? Now? I don't know if I, I want to see it. I guess I'll wait and see. I'll see everything else, and then if it was on demand and I didn't have anything else to watch, in my we need day, to watch Roma. No, well, the show that you got to do on demand is Dynasty on the CW. I'm telling you, don't even watch the first season. The second season, Nicolette Sheridan. How comes many episodes back. do we have to do? Uh, I, I don't know, maybe ten. It's right. so cheesy. It's so you over the down, top. I hope you bring in those lines tomorrow because you will. wrote them all down. The fashion, the the dialogue, uh, Elizabeth Gillies, who's in Thank you next ariana grande playing the Lindsay lowen girl in this mean girl spoof is fallon that show is everything i don't know why the cw hasn't been able to lift that thing i'm gonna try well, you keep, well, bring i'm gonna in, bring in my notes bring in tomorrow. the notes because laurie was taking them on oh, sunday oh, at her house. all i want to do is have ryan murphy cast nicholas sheridan in something chop chop wiki wiki everybody have a great night please drive safe we'll be back tomorrow job done off you go